You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Tell the tackle, the defensive end, if he's over, if he's not, you drive down the first man who is inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to email the show, you can message us at Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. We've got Emilio that's going to be in here shortly. He uh, took a took a quick phone call from Grandpa, so uh, he'll be on with us here in just a second. Tim, how was your day, man? Man, wonderful. Happy to be here. Lots to talk about, man. How about you? No, it was great, man. Wonderful day. Just sat around and watched tape all day long. We got Chalk Talk just about ready to go. So, guys, we're going to do that tomorrow. I was trying to get it ready for Good Morning Lambo, so we could just do it on that. But we'll probably end up doing it tomorrow evening because we, we definitely want to have Paul Brettel on on Thursday. I'm sure uh, that's still part of the plan there. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But most likely Chalk Talk will be during the normal PTA uh, live hour tomorrow night from seven uh, seven central uh, eight eastern. So, with that being said, man, let's kind of talk about. We're going to dive into a couple of different things. I wanted to hit on the defense real quick, just kind of give you guys some updated numbers on where they rank that type of thing. Um, we're also going to hit on the offensive uh, team statistics too, where they rank across the league. And then this is going to really be the Jordan Love episode. And then at the very end, um, we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers and what he had to say about Love. Uh, you know, as far as you know how it's been kind of an up and down year, and it's just really cool hearing hearing Aaron and and you could just you could hear in his voice just how much, uh, you know how much Jordan means to him, and just trying to give him a little bit of a break, right? Trying to buy him a little yeah. bit of time, and much of it's what we've talked about, Tim. Got to give him a full season, man. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be, you know, uh, setbacks, things like that, uh, obviously. So uh, I'm excited to kind of deep dive, uh, you know, what uh. What Jordan's been doing well, what he's been doing not so well, and uh, and kind of 
we're, what we're expecting him to do moving forward. But the chat is absolutely lit tonight. Uh, quick shout out. We got Omer. We got Don. I'm sorry, Dan. We got Derek K in the house. Boz in the house. Zane Strong. Elevated Sean. Eric Sutherland. Mark's up in here. Larry's in the house. What's up, Mr. Larry? United Bates, the living legend, of course. Uh, Chad Inc. Um, Cheesehead Murph. Murph. Eric Sutherland. I think I said that one already. Maybe not. Brent in Indiana. That might be a newer one. It sounds familiar. Um, but good to have you in here tonight, pal. Appreciate you dropping through. Packer up in the house. Jennifer Wright. Man, we got a herd. This is absolutely awesome. Steven Smith, Jeff up in here. Uh, Adam Brico, Brico. Not sure how I said name. I apologize. I'm a redneck. Please forgive me. Um, yeah, Steven Smith, everybody up in here, man. Yeah, completely agree, Steven. We're going to hit on that here in a second. We're going to play the uh, – toward the end of the show, we're going to play the audio um, from – or actually the video as well of Rogers on the McAfee show. And uh, just so cool, man, hearing him uh, – like I said, praise, praise Jordan. I look forward to the day he comes back and uh, gets that number hung up in, you know, up on Lambeau Field next to uh, the other greats, the the Reggie Watts, the Don Hudson's, the, the Brett Favre's, the whole nine yards, right? So uh, with that being said, man, let's kind of dive into some of these numbers, Tim. That sound good to you? Let's do it. All right. So we, we try to do this, you know, at least once a week just to kind of get the updated numbers and, and try to get an understanding, okay, where's everything ranking, right? Where's everybody ranking at as far as, uh, the team as a whole. Matt Schneidman tweeted this out uh, yesterday. Packers currently have the number nine scoring defense in the NFL after holding the Chiefs to 19 points. Man, I went back and watched the tape again today. I've been through it four times now, Tim. And the end of that half, as I approach the end of the first half, every time, look at you over at the daddy soda. I see you, big dog. Um, you're muted, man. <laughs> Put that on camera. Let's get a toast to Joe Barry. Put some spec on that name. I'll give. I'll raise some diesel to him. You know what I'm saying, right Let's here. Let's do it. This is about my 17th cup today, but let me get a little this, sip here. this is apple juice. I promise. It's not. It's not daddy soda. Oh, of course it's apple. <laughs> of course it is. Um, I don't even know where I was going. Oh, uh, as as I got to the end of the first half, each time I watched it through, I'm like, I still can't believe they held the Chiefs to six points in the first half. It's just absolutely phenomenal, man. Um, and the offense only having those two long drives, you know what I'm saying? It helps, man, to to kind of give that defense a breather like that for sure. But uh, so again, number nine scoring. Now let's kind of look at it a little more in depth here. Uh, NFL team opponent points per game. Okay, so this is how many points they're averaging averaging giving up per game and where they rank. Currently, they're sitting ninth at 20.3 points, okay? That's only a tenth of a point behind Minnesota, two-tenths of a point behind Atlanta. And uh, not very far away from the top five, Tim. Uh, obviously, that red zone defense has really uh, began to step up really, really nicely. Now, understand, uh, in 2023 here, the entire year, they're only giving up 20.3 points per game. The last three, um, 20.3 points per game, right? And when you kind of look at it from a standpoint of at home and on the road, they've been pretty consistent, 19 and a half at home and 21 on the road. Um, and obviously that is a step in the right direction from 2022 where they gave up 21.8 points per game. Um, is that kind of where you thought they would be somewhere uh, hovering around the nine spot? Does that feel about right to you? Uh, it does. I mean, I, I kind of expected our defense to uh, take another step this year. And uh, like you said, they've been consistent under the radar here, been pretty consistent uh, yeah. across the board, top 10 really. Um, but yeah, you know, the points per game here is uh, kind of where I thought, maybe I thought they'd climb up the list a little bit, but you know, there's still a little bit of ball left, right? Got a handful of games left. You never know. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Josh Kohler in the chat says, wait, they give up six points in the first half. Unacceptable. 
fire Joe Barry. Get him out of here, man. You kidding? But, get but, who do you think you are? I am. I hope Paul. Uh, Ro- I hope Paul Robertson's in the chat tonight. I had him a little gym right there. But man. but Clayton, they gave up a hundred plus yards rushing. <laughs> yeah, it drives me insane. Don't get me started. A fam in the chat said, "I like the aggress- aggressiveness, but one hundred percent of those throws." will catch up to us. I'm not sure what you're referring to. Uh, maybe maybe Jordan Love could be. Um, if you want to clarify in the chat, AFAM, I'll check back on it here in a second. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Um, Omer in the chat says, I know we've been praying for 10 years for a D. Uh, would only give up 20 a game. And then we get here, and what are we saying? But, man, I wish we were giving up less yards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. AFAM says the fourth down throw. Hmm. I guess he's talking about us on offense. It's the only thing I can come up with. Is that what you think, Tim, he's referring to? I, I guess, yeah, I think. Yeah, I like the aggressiveness, but 100% of those throws will catch up. Yeah, oh, no, I understand what you're saying, man. From a number standpoint, AFAM, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not big for going for it on fourth down, man. I'm just not. I'm very conservative in that regard. I'd rather pin them, pin them inside the 10 and let the D take over, that type of thing. Um, although when they get it, I go, yes. You know what I'm saying? That's just how, how it is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Margin Cron in that in the chat says, "Unless Jay Love is a Hall of Famer, I can't enjoy this season." <laughs> Sounds about right. I'm just telling you. Um, so one of the other stats I like is points per play. You know, sometimes points per game can be skewed a little bit. I like points per play uh, because obviously it takes a little bit more into effect. This is the amount of points that you average you you give up on average per play. Okay, so you take the total number of defensive plays, obviously divide it by the uh, the points scored, and that kind of gives you your points per play. So with that being said, they climbed from ninth to sixth um, with uh, .310 points per play. Okay, to put that into perspective, they're ahead of Buffalo. They're ahead of the Jets. That right, That's right, the New York Jets, the ones that the Barry haters are calling for. They want Robert Sala, if he gets fired, they want him to be the D.C., which we know he's not getting fired. Um, that's ahead of Minnesota, which Minnesota surprisingly had a really good defense this year, uh, and Tampa Bay. Now, at the top of the heap here, you got Baltimore, you got San Francisco, you got Kansas City, you got Pittsburgh, and then Dallas. So, obviously, uh, outside of Pittsburgh, all of those teams are solid playoff teams, obviously. So, um, Green Bay, man, solid defense, Tim. Like I said, man, I don't know what else people want want from the D um, other than uh, what they're doing here, and that's just kind of uh, – you know, keeping the, keeping the opposing team, the opposing offense out of the end zone, man. Yeah, that's the name of the game. And, you know, we kind of credit a lot of the uh, the fact that our offense is clicking right now to the fact that the defense has continually, continuously handed the ball back to them, uh, able to get stops, able to tighten up in the red zone and, and, you know, force teams to field goals or, you know, creating turnovers. You know, you you give a young upstart offense like this enough opportunities things will start to get rolling, and uh, we're rolling right now. Yeah, definitely. Omer in the chat says someone got a contract and a pen. <laughs> Omer knows, man. He keeps hitting me up, and he keeps saying, man, that price is getting uh, getting more and more pricey, dude. It's getting big. That, that contract's getting bigger by the day, right? Yeah. Um, and it's true, man. That's the that's the give and take of, of having a young quarterback and trying to decide, you know, um, whether or not they uh, – they are actually going to be, you know, the quarterback of the future. You're willing to break the bank because most of the time, in order to sign those those young quarterbacks to the long deal, you got to kind of overpay for them. That's what the market suggesting right now. But uh, we got Emilio in here with. Us. I always want to call Emilio Omer because Omer, <laughs> yeah, 
500 times. But we were just talking about the opponent's points per play uh, on the defensive side of the ball and how well they're playing here. You can see I've got the ranking. Um, Green Bay is six right now in points per play. What do you think about that, Emilio? I see us just climbing that ladder. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's exciting to see, especially against playing, you know, Kansas City. Uh, and we've played Pittsburgh. Um you know, we, we want to look like the Jets' defense. We want to smash around in the middle. We want to have some good corners on the outside. And, it, you know, we got the, – the other thing that, that I see now is we got Minnesota 9 and Tampa Bay 10. So, mm-hmm. it's you know, we've got an easy part of our schedule coming up, but nothing's easy in the NFL, man. Everyone's got to work. Everyone's got to grind out there to, to get to where they need to be. And this team's building off of it, but um, we just got to keep going. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Let's see here. Uh, Don or Dan the Stand in the chat says, even if you give up a 90 yards on a drive, if you stand tall and give up a field goal, you overall did your job. Got to give the defense credit this year. Absolutely. That's what mm-hmm. I've been screaming too, Dan. Be careful saying that on social media, though, man. There's a lot of people yeah. that don't agree with that. So uh, just just you've been warned. All right. Um, AFAM says, update on my body by AJ, AJ regime or regime. I'm sorry. Uh, so far, my quads have tripled in size in 24 hours. Congratulations on that, man. Um, make sure you re- read the disclaimer, though, all right? Be careful. Yeah. With over there. Uh, Ron Sandville in the chat says, points per play is a much more accurate, um, doesn't depend on your own offense. Completely agree, Ron. That's, that's one of the reasons why I like that statistic. You know, you, you think of all the different scenarios where, where team stats and just stats in general can kind of get skewed, you know? Um, one of the things I think about is when Jordan Love threw the interceptions there early in the season and they were kind of on their side of the 50, in some cases inside their own 30, their own 20. Think about that, turning that ball over. It's a guaranteed three points, right? So if they come out, they go three and out, kick three points, look at how much that affects, right, their points per game. But the fact that it took three plays and you you, you add three more attempts, quote-unquote attempts, into the equation to divide by, you can see, okay, that points per that points per play statistic will look a little bit better than that points per game, right? Because you get a couple of those bad turnovers a game, and you just you know that could be the difference between giving up you know 19 points in that game and 25, and you see 25 will shoot you down that list quite a bit. So I do like points per play as well, man. It's one of my favorite statistics. And again, I was turned on to it from uh, from gamblers, the gamblers out there, right? And uh, the reason I like it is because. Uh, if it's good enough for someone who's willing to uh, bet the farm on a game, I think it's good enough for me to go, you know what, maybe I just – maybe I need to at least take that into consideration as being an important statistic, right? Um, you follow the money in everything, unfortunately, in life. If you follow the money, you'll find the truth. And some of y'all just got that comment, and that's I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> so on the offensive side of the ball, um, let's go to team points per game for our offense. Okay. Currently we're sitting 17th. We're tied for 17th at 21.5, right? We, you always hear us talk about that number on defense is to try to hold the opposing team to 20 points or less, right? That seems to be the sweet spot. If you do that as a defense, in my opinion, you've kind of done your job at the NFL level. Do, do I want to be, you know, up there with the, with the Baltimore's of the world, right? Giving up, you know, somewhere around 15, 16 points. Absolutely. Love to see it get better. But the way our offense is constructed right now, that's kind of the sweet spot. Imagine this defense coupled with, say, Detroit right now, who's averaging 27.3 points per game. Look at how many – I mean, think of – if they don't have that bad defense in Detroit, their record is probably even better this year, right? And I will. I would like to say that uh, 
you know, we contributed to that bad defense there on Thanksgiving Day. That, that makes me feel good just saying mm-hmm. that. But, uh, mm-hmm. For those of you tuning in here, if you would, hit that like button for us so other uh, Packer fans can find this channel, find this uh, podcast. We appreciate you hanging out with us here on this glorious Tuesday evening. Tim, what do you think? Uh, team points per game, you know, I, I was expecting the number to be a little bit better in the rankings. I'm sure that's uh, that's just about right, though, you know. Um it, the offense has struggled. They've turned it on as of late, but there for a while, man, it was it was pretty rough pickings. You see in the last three games, 26.3 points per game. If you were to just take the last three games and factor it into the entire season, right, just to kind of see what kind of hot streak they're on, that would put them somewhere around the, what, eight mark, seven mark, somewhere around there. So what do you think, Tim, points per game? Yeah, I think it's indicative of how they kind of started the year, you know, the the ups and downs. And then the four-game losing streak didn't help. Um, and, you know, the offense kind of, you know, sputtering and then getting it together and then sputtering again. And now we're we're trending in the right direction. So as we finish out the year, I, I fully expect them to climb this list a little bit. But it's tough. You know, this is, you know, it's a league-wide comparative list, right? So it also depends on how these other teams are doing. Um, but I think the Packers' numbers overall when it comes to points per game we're going to see a rise in that average um as we get you know more and more comfortable with this offense and we're seeing it each and every week man you know i just hope the the trend continues and you know they don't take these games for granted here these uh you know what a lot of us are referring to as uh you know automatic dubs you know we can't overlook any of these teams you know so hopefully they continue to keep their foot on the on the gas and uh you know putting points on the board man Tutters, no field goals. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, what do you think, Emilio? Uh, with Dallas and Miami up there, why are they up there? Explosive plays. Bingo. Bingo bang, boom, done. I mean, that that's what happens and why have we been climbing since the past couple of games we've been hitting some explosive plays. You know, this offense, we, we, can, we can march it down the field. Do we love that? I like to see that. Does Matt LaFleur like that? I think he wants to see a little bit more explosives, you know, um, you know, sprinkled in there kind of. But again, it's it's something that that this team has built towards that we went through. You know, we had a couple explosives in the first two games. Then we hit, you know, we were drooped down that roller coaster and now we're climbing. You know, we're getting clinked back up the hill. So as long as, uh, you know, we can ride it out, even if we come down a little bit, I'm fine because, you know, there's always a bend that comes around after you come down a little bit and it loops oh, yeah. you back in. So that's uh, – I mean, I, I think this team is on it. They're, they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, the number's not perfect. We're still top 20. We're almost, uh, you know, halfway. We're tied for, um, you know, top half in the league. So it's not terrible, man. And and uh, yep. uh, the team is still a 500 team that is in the moving in the right direction. Yeah, and one thing that kind of gives you a little bit of better tell on the explosive plays is when you go points per play on offense, right? Um, when you look at points per play here – uh, Green Bay is 16th at 0.35, okay, 0.352, I should say. So to put that into perspective, 17th in points per game, one slot higher in points per play. Just uh, just worth mentioning there for sure. Let's go to the chat real quick and uh, 
and see what they're talking about in here. They're probably talking bad about us, I guarantee it. Let's see here. Uh, Adam in the chat says, while watching quarterback school, QB school, uh, there was a there was two Watson big play misses, but the first read was open for a positive. What are your opinions on missing the big play? Even thought it was a positive play. Um, I haven't watched the QB school yet, Adam, although it's on my list. I absolutely love what he does over. I'm assuming you're talking about JTL Sullivan's channel. It's just phenomenal breakdown. Learned so much from him. Um, the one play that stood out to me, believe it or not, you know the uh, the prayer play, right? I call it the living on a prayer play to uh, – you know, chucked it up into quadruple coverage of Romeo Dobbs, and Romeo Dobbs looks back and goes, I'll be damn, there's the ball, boys. <laughs> um, that play, if you go back and watch it, look how open Dylan is underneath. That I don't care what anybody says. When they graded that, I guarantee you Jordan Love got a negative grade. Like, they're saying, hey, Jordan, let's don't do that again, okay, big dog? Right. So that's one of those rocket balls from old number four there. Right? It wasn't really a rocket ball. It was more of a lollipop. But if you go back and watch it, the answer to the equation, every single offensive play is an equation. It's a, There's a question on the field. All right, where's the answer at? How do you get to the answer? Are you picking a side? Are you going true progression? Are you reading high low? What, are you, what is the answer here to this equation? And on that specific play, A.J. Dillon coming across was like this, screaming for the ball wide open. And, uh, and again, it's easier said than done watching it on the tape, you know, with my fat Caucasian self sitting on the couch with a cold brewski going, hit the open guy, what are you doing? Um, but uh, I guarantee you, though, that's that's how they graded it too, right? Um, that was the one play that stood out to me, but I do, I do not recall seeing Watson open for big, you know, big plays where we missed. I'm sure it's there, though. If JT said it, obviously, he, he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. So I'll, I'll make sure I check that out. Appreciate the comment, though, buddy. Josh Kohler in the chat says, the defense has allowed the offense to play with the lead the past couple weeks. That is huge. Tim, it's absolutely huge, right? And the key, too, if you think about what you're saying there, too, Josh, think about this Kansas City game. Why were we playing from a lead, Right. I wouldn't say it was the defense allowed the offense to play from the lead. The offense went right down and scored, right? That's the thing that's been missing. We, we've talked about how this, this offense has struggled in the first half, the first quarter, but, you know, even more specifically the first half. And there's, they seem to be turning that on now. So, uh, Tim, what do you think about that, man, as far as, uh, you know, being able to play from the front, man? it's a, I'll tell you this, it's a little bit easier to watch the game as a fan when you're leading the whole time. Isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, Jay Love talked about that, right? You know, starting, starting fast, starting early. Um, you know, you can tell that's a point of emphasis based on how this season began for the team. You know, being a second half team and these nail biting comebacks. And, you know, it's nice to see them maturing as an offense and, you know, getting a lead and being able to play with it, too. Those are two different things. Anyone can run down there and put a drive together, you know, get a score or two early. Can can you play ahead? You know, like, I mean, I'm a poker player. I don't know if there's any poker players out there, but it's, well, it's the same thing. Same thing in poker, man. Can you play with a short stack or can you play with, you know, a big stack? It's, you know, there there's an art form to that. And it's nice to see that, yeah, we're playing from ahead early and we're maintaining that lead. You know, like we said, Kansas City had a lead for exactly zero minutes in this game. And uh, that's what you want to see uh, with any team. But with a young team like this, it's, it's especially uh, impressive that they're starting to put this together. And you you don't worry about them blowing a lead. You know, get out in front, mash that gas pedal, all gas, no break, get some tutties and, you know, let our defense do what it does best. Ben, but don't break. And, uh, you know, like I said, man, they let the opponent kick field goals. We'll, we'll put touchdowns on the board and, 
get out of here with wins. I don't care if it's one point, 10 points, 40 points. Dub is all that matters, right, guys? What'd you say, Tim, about playing with a short stack and a what now? What'd you say now? Yeah, like your tip stack, you know, short stack and uh, like a big stack. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's what she said. <laughs> so, Emilio, um, first thing I thought of when you said, man, you know. You, man, you I thought you were being serious. Man. You're playing with you the short stack. You're playing with you the big stack. I don't know. You tell me. You got you know, me, man. Emilio, what do you think, dude? Um, <laughs> It's a little bit different ball game when the defense is uh it, it, when we when you got a lead and the defense isn't you know doesn't really have their back against the wall every single drive right right exactly I mean you heard it from uh, Romeo complimentary is what they've been preaching there uh it, it's like you know you're going say you're going to get into a fight with someone right and you got your buddy standing next to you and he's like yeah I got your back it's the offense goes down throws the first punch the buddy's right behind him to throw the second one you know it's 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 that that's how they're playing you know it's they're they're a team of family out there and from when they step on the field to when they step on the practice field when they go home and I I feel like it's a tight-knit group that is the you know those men going out there to play that game and it's exciting that they're um you know that how they've grown from where they've you know started this year I just can't wait man Chad Inc. says in the chat, one thing that has helped the defense lately is the offense is sustaining drives and putting up six. Yeah, they're kind of finishing the drive for sure. And uh, that I'm telling you, man, that blew my mind on Twitter when the guy was like, well, uh, you know, the offense only had the ball two or only had the ball for two drives in the first half. And I was going, you, you didn't watch the game, did you? Like, they, they were long drives, bro. We, so now you want the offense to have short drives? Like, what are we complaining? Yeah, how'd that work out at the beginning of the season? Exactly. Our short, yeah, our short drives didn't work out well for us, clearly. 
Yeah, short. There's a there's a term we have for short drives that are called three and outs. Yeah, you know, we don't yeah. want those. Yeah, those are uh, those are no fun. No fun. Omer in the chat says the fact that they have so many weapons on offense makes them extremely hard to defend. When it was Adams, uh, you knew to key in on him, but now we got five receiver, five wide receivers, and two good tight ends trying to defend that. As long as everybody's on the same page, and right now Omer, they seem to be on the same page. It was so cool seeing Ben Sims get his first tutter and then talk about what it meant to to do that in Lambeau Field and the history of the Packers. I like that dude, man. He won me over with just that little that one little comment for sure. I mean, could you imagine living your whole life? The first touchdown you score in the NFL is under the lights in Lambeau and you get to do a Lambeau leap. Like, yeah. In a win against the world champs. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's awesome. That's something you tell the grandbabies about right there. That's it. Uh, Brandy in the chat says defensive reps should be down due to these sustained drives on offense. That helps everyone. Everybody's on the same page here for sure. Yeah. Agree, Brandy. Where were we, like 80 plays a game, 85 plays a game at the beginning of the year? We were way up there. Felt like 180. Right. (laughs) It was like, my God, can we just get one first down? And I go on Twitter and they go, look at Joe Barry. Oh, they're marching down the field. I'm like, you serious, bro? Yeah, I haven't said anything. The offense hasn't – I mean, they haven't got out of bed yet. You're you're over trying to fire (laughs) Joe Barry. What? Anyway, Bleak and Green and Gold, uh, I'm already hearing, quote, you don't want to see Green Bay in the playoffs talk. Makes me giddy. I heard it today, too, man. I would. I never thought I'd see the day, Tim. I know you probably don't watch much sports media, but my morning is when I get up here to kind of prep the show and stuff, I used to put good morning football on. Bro, it's so hideous now. I can't stand it. I'm finding myself watching first take, and first take has toned down a lot, and I'm actually enjoying it. I never thought I'd say that, bro choosing ESPN over NFL Network. So if you're if you're watching this guys, listen to me. ESPN or NFL execs. We don't want to see Kyle Brandt shaving his mustache. We don't want to hear about him being on Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Yeah. We don't care what they think is the cool stylish thing to wear. We want to hear about football. Okay. And if we have to tune into ESPN to a bunch of knuckleheads fake argue just to hear football, I guess I'm gonna have to do it. You know what I mean? And I know you're going to go under if I don't watch. I know you're worried about that. So, um, <laughs> anyway, let's see. Uh, I'm glad they're starting to say that, though. You know, again, like I said, there's plenty of room on the love train, on the Packer Packer bandwagon. <laughs> go ahead. You know, I, I, I specifically remember making that statement myself a few months yeah. ago that, mm-hmm. that if this team gets hot, nobody's going to want to see a young Packers team in the playoffs. And, you know, the reality is starting to, uh, you know, become real. It's it's a reality now, and you have to – we're certainly in the conversation. And, um, you know, we finished this season out strong, man. It's you're, Like you said the other day, Clayton, it's not a secret anymore. You know, right. teams are going to be gunning for us. And, you know, they have more tape on Jordan Love in this offense than at any point before. Um, so, four-game yeah. saturation or not, there's more on film than, than at any point uh, as far as Jordan Love leading an offense. So – you know, makes yeah. things a little tricky going forward. Definitely. And, you know, I think it was Mark Tauscher today on Wildey and Tausch. I was listening to that for a bit. And he said, if there was ever a a definition or an example, I should say, of a trap game, it's that Giants game. He said a trap game for a 6-16, six and 16, right? Uh, you know, Kansas City came in here. They were six-point favorites on the road, right? And you've seen what we did to them. We're six-point favorites over the Giants on the road Monday Night Football. Hey. And I'm that's and what it's like LaFleur got ahead of it. Very first press conference. What did he say, Tim? We're hey, the reality is we're a 500 ball club. Yep. Like, we got a lot and of this league will humble you very quickly. 
don't get too high. Don't get too low, right? You don't want to be down on yourself when you're struggling. You don't want to be too high on yourself when you're, when you're doing well, you know, this team, exactly. That needs to be drilled into their heads, man. These are young players, guys. You cannot take any one of these games for granted. And I'm not saying that they, that that's the mentality. I'm just saying that, uh, the tendency is, you know, like I had alluded to before, you know, playing to your opponent. Oh, well, this team's not so good. You know, we can kind of mail it in today, play to their level. You don't want to do that. You want to play your your brand of football all the time, whether it's against the defending Super Bowl champs or the worst team in the league. You got to bring it every time. Otherwise, you will. You'll get humbled real quick. Yeah. No doubt about it, man. Uh, Jeff in the chat said all the moving parts with all of the injuries, too. Um, God, it's so it's so true. Emilio, man, this defense has been banged up all year long. That's what's so fascinating about them just kind of holding it together. And people ask me, they're like, OK, what what attributes to that? I'm telling you, it's a scheme. It's mm-hmm. the scheme that everybody hates. <laughs> it's the bend but don't break scheme is what's doing it, man. And um, repetition. I mean, because yeah. you, you heard it from um, uh, I think it was Valentine or Valentine. They, they walk through it every day in practice. They're they're going through the steps even when they're not on the field. When Jaw was out there, they were processing it on the sideline. It's you know, it's repetitive. You do it every day. They're getting better. They they practice every single day when we go out to work, when we go out, you know, doing everything. They're they're practicing football. They're practicing being this team. They're practicing how to win, how to play together. All of these things that they're building on each week happens when we're just doing our everyday life. So it's exciting that they are, you know, moving this way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number one Packer fan says in the chat, don't fire Joe Barry, dot, 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 unless there's someone better to replace him, LOL. Hey, you're you're thinking like me, number one Packer fan, as a business owner, I'm sure Emilio relates to this too. Like I'm always looking for the next thing. Like the second you become complacent, you go backwards. There, mm-hmm. in, in life, in business, in anything competitive, you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. There is no staying still. That's just the way it is. Um, with that being said, I don't like the idea of bringing in another DC, a young assistant, right, from one of these ball clubs that had a good deep. Like take the top three defense. Let's say Baltimore. Let's say you go into Baltimore. You go, okay, what's the strength of their defense? All right, the strength of their defense is their defensive line. Let's go hire their defensive line coach as our DC, right? Understand when you do that, it's a whole new scheme coming in. And guess what? All the coaches are scrapped. It's a whole new set of coaches that come in. They've got to learn those players. They got to learn the players' strengths. They got to spend the whole offseason studying our own tendencies. Where did we where did we succeed? Where did we fail? Okay, well, we're gonna go in and try this the first year. Listen to me. Try this the first year. We're gonna to attempt to do this the first year. And if that doesn't work, then we'll cut a few people back up, punt, and try to get it straightened out in the year or two. You're gonna do that, right? With a top 10 scoring defense already. I just don't like the idea of it. So I understand exactly where you're coming from, number one Packer fan. But just remember, and I have to remind myself this as a fan, is like when you change a regime like that, man, remember Matt LaFleur's first year as head coach, right? It was rocky. Like there were some moments it was like, holy cow. Like Aaron had one of his worst statistical years that first year, remember? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because everybody's trying to adjust the terminology, everything. And – uh and learning the new uh, the new system, the new scheme, all that good stuff, and that's coming from a uh, you know a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, Ron in the chat says, "Wait, this chat supports Joe Barry and Josh Myers. <laughs> We're a weird bunch in here, my man." Um, said, we, "And uh, Josh Myers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Josh Myers, man. Listen, I've been as critical of him. You know, I've said it yesterday. I'm going to stop saying it, but I've been as critical as anyone on Josh Myers. But you got to give credit where credit's due, man. Last few games, he's turned it up a notch." 
And that's exactly yeah. what we want. Um, I don't, I don't understand the people that want these people to fail just because their opinion has been strong on them. Like I want the Packers to win every single game. If yep. that means me be me being wrong about 99% of the stuff I talk about, I welcome it, bro. That means our team's winning. Right. That's right. Um, and winning fixes everything always. It ain't amazing. No culture issue when you win a ball games, Tim. Right. Doesn't exist, man. Red Mo in the chat said, this is an offense capable of putting up 30 points. I hope we see it a couple times uh, down the stretch, prove to themselves they can. That would be awesome. You're right, man. Drop a drop a couple 30 burgers, right? Uh, Bleeding Green and Gold says, Dylan averaging uh, 4.1 with a long of 10 means no negative run plays. That's exactly what I've seen on the tape. Um, yep. There Keep wasn't the no wow moments forward. with AJ. There wasn't no wow moments with AJ. But there wasn't one play I can remember going, oh, AJ, what were you doing there? It was he took exactly what they gave him and he finished every run strong. He's getting a little attitude to him. And that's that's yeah. what we need out of Quadzilla for sure. I mean, he was harvesting corn that entire game. I mean, he was absolutely just marching <laughs> down the marching down the field and harvesting that corn. And I absolutely loved it. How can you not? Him. We need to get a screenshot of him wearing that hat playing the farm. Yes. And they need, yeah, if they could just st- staple that on him as he's running down the field, man, because that's what he's doing. And some Packer fans were saying they should be cut because he was playing video games on his bye week. Tim. Tim, well, you got a message for those people? Jeez, man. It's a bye week. It's, it's literally what you're supposed to do. I'd be more pissed if he was out running around doing physical stuff. Right. <laughs> if you're supposed to rest, rest. And if you want to play farming video games and – do a live yeah. stream. It's, it's America, Jack. It's a free he's not country. losing on the town, right, Tim? He's <laughs> out there. He's out there trying to make a living. Okay. Yeah, man. You know, farming's tough, man. Even even yeah. virtual farming. You know. <laughs> yeah, true, man. Charlie Ray in the chat says, uh, "I might be alone in this, but after the games this season, I am always worried about losing the lead. Uh, I was sure. Sh- I was sure Detroit was going to go." I'm sure he's saying going going up, uh, going you know taking the lead there. Um, I I haven't really had that feeling, Carly. Um, in the past, I have. Don't get me wrong. It's like okay, here's where it falls apart. This year, it's kind of felt like the opposite. But I, I've got a little bit different mo- mindset this year. You know, I kind of feel like we're playing with the house's money. You know, nobody expects us to do anything. Don't let any of those people forget that they picked yeah. for us to be dead last in the NFC North. Don't let them forget, please. And that doesn't mean gloat and brag. Just, just hey, just, just a reminder, guys. Like when people get all up tight and it's this and that, and you know, one, uh, you know, a player is farming late at night <laughs> at home on a video game. Say, guys, remember we were supposed to finish dead last. Like, calm down, <laughs> chill out for a minute, man. Chill out. I think that adds to it. Yeah, we were supposed to be dead last, and we just got guys over here farming on on their days off, just absolutely putting in the grind. <laughs> You ain't right, dude. Red Mo in the chat says, "Good morning, Lambo." Over Good Morning Football. Hey, I appreciate it, man. But uh, I've got to respectfully disagree. <laughs> we'll keep trying, though, man. We'll keep trying to raise the bar a little bit. I do. I love Good Morning Lambo, Tim. I you, I know you said you weren't much of a morning person, but you seem to be enjoying it too, man. It's it's just nothing better than waking up, grabbing a cup of Joe, and just talking ball, man. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's been a blessing for sure. So. I'm glad Absolutely. you guys are enjoying it. I appreciate yeah, it. We talk hey, football, right? We talk about football. Yeah. What a what a concept, right? For football fans. <laughs> we want to hear yeah. football and talk about football. Yeah. First thing in the it. morning. Yep. Said we're, we're here on the night show talking about video game farming. Um <laughs> in the chat says, you know what was impressive? No illegal motion or shifts last game. At least I don't recall any. I don't recall any either. I remember the false start by Jaden Reed. But I think that was our only pre-snap penalty, was it not, guys? Do you remember? I believe, so. I believe yeah, so. so. 
and that came from one of your best players. So it just kind of show you, man. They're they're starting to clean it up, dude. It's uh, did we get? Hard. I thought we got caught with like a forty-seven men on the field. Did that happen too? Well, <laughs> was that when Matt was freak, was that when Matt was freaking out on the side? I think so. That was on defense, though, right? Am I think I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that was on D. I loved that. I I loved that seeing Matt do that. There was like 13 or 14 guys on the field, though. Because it's mean. like people were like, oh, he hasn't done that since Devontae fumbled the ball his first year. I'm like, there's no way Matt LaFleur is not running this team and screaming at people every other day. All right, it's got to happen, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, when he when he started yelling on the sideline, too, I was going, I know who he ain't yelling at. It ain't Joe Barry because he's up there in the box. <laughs> <laughs> He ain't yelling at my boy. Because he ripped um, off the mic, too. So he's still definitely not yelling at Joe Barry or else right. he would have had to have been screaming in the mic. Exactly. Exactly, man. Whoever it was, I know I know Matt LaFleur, boy, he ripped off that headset and said. Oh, we're going to give him some I mean, that's a personnel thing, right? There's a there's a, there's a a coach on that staff that that's like literally your job, right? Just mm-hmm. make sure the personnel's right and you're yeah. communicating the substitutions, that kind of thing. So if somebody dropped the ball, I, I'd sure, I'm sure, you know, when you're when you're at that level of coaching, the head coach doesn't take too kindly to that, right? You got you have one job, man. One job. <laughs> I, I think him. I don't know. If bleeding green and gold is being real or not here. He says, Clayton, did you know your graphic for the show says Packers total access? Oh, Packs total access. But let me tell you something. I've screwed up so many. Gra- I'm from Kentucky. All right. You, you, I'm lucky to put both both shoes on when I get up in the morning, right? Um, so yeah, just, just cut me a break. All right. Bleeding green and gold. And, and also just, just for the record, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying there is a marketing tactic to misspelling things. Um, do a little digging on it. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> people are going to go, you fraud. Just a little bit. <laughs> Adam in the chat said, Colin Coward is back on the love train. Man, that man's voice is the only reason he has a show. LOL. <laughs> Did you know this, Tim, that, uh, Colin Coward's been with Jordan Love all, all year long, bro. You call me anything you want, but don't call me that. How does it make you feel? Back on the love train? When when was he on it? Uh, right? I'm just when saying, was he Tim. ever on it? You, you, listen, you need to give Uncle Colin a little – cut him a little break here, all right, man? Um, he's out to support the pack. I don't know if you guys seen, but I had an interaction today with uh, Adam Shine. Um, yeah, I had a little personal conversation with him. He doesn't like me quote-tweeting his stuff, pointing out that – he literally he literally went back on his Jordan Love thing, said I was wrong. And then he went on to have like 10 comments, backhanded comments towards the Packers organization on how they were kind of wrong and then said he was wrong again. So oh, so you did find him that Mel Carton did work? No, well, he unblocked me. It was, it was oh I don't know where I went. Hey, Adam's back. What's up, dude? He must have. But here's the thing about Adam Shine. A lot of people didn't know who he was when he made those Jordan Love love comments, but I'm an old serious NFL radio fan, right? That was when I really got dug in deep to the uh, to the NFL. And I used to listen to his Sunday show every day. Um, so they'd do a pregame show, and then as soon as the game kicked off, think of the Red Zone channel, but on serious NFL radio, and he would just give you updates throughout the day on the scores. I think he does a good job at what he does, but, um, man, he uh, it was just so odd. It was so weird that he just dug his heels in on a quarterback that hadn't even started yet. You know what I mean? It was just like – what what did this dude do to you, man? For you to hate him this bad? Um, Zane Strong in the chat says sixty five percent of the win- of winning the Super Bowl this season. Comment don't even make sense, Zane, but we're gonna hit it anyway, my man. Sixty five percent. Sixty five percent. 
Hey, can we uh, get Eric Sutherland's chat on the screen, please? Oh, God. Anytime you ask me to put oh, yeah. up there. I think I saw bad. that. Where's it at, man? He's, I don't even see it, bro. He's speaking for my inner soul right now. Where's the timestamp? Give me the timestamp. 40 p.m. It'll be 840 your time, right? Well, yeah, we figured that out the hard way, didn't we? <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow, look at this. Let's see here. Bang, let's hit him here. Colin Coward can choke on a hot cheese curd. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> can choke on a hot cheese curd. I love it. I love Man. it. I probably should hit him with it. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> I think they both work. Yeah, it really does. That's pretty universal. We need to that that might we what we need to do. We need to start writing down or screenshotting. You take if you guys like a, a comment from one of the users. You need to take a picture of it with your phone while I'm busy doing all this garbage. And we need to make a top 10 comments list of our listeners, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the comment, you know, wall of fame or something like that. We'll do a bracket. Because they got some doozies in there. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish y'all had a podcast. It's way better than this one. You guys are hilarious. Um, all right, let's look at the standings real quick. Let's do something productive before we run out of time like we always do. It's Tim's fault, too. It's Tim's fault every single time. He sits over there quiet, and he's the reason we go over um <laughs> here are the standings uh eagles number one seed at 10 and 2 niners number two seed at nine and three lions number three seed at nine and three falcons number four seed at six and six so that played out perfect for us with us having a tiebreaker over the saints obviously if for some reason they raised from the dead um number five seed cowboys at nine and three number six seed vikings at six and six and in the number seven spot the green bay packers at six and six you'll see the rams have the same exact record at six and six we hold the tiebreaker over them. Now, this this week coming up here, week 14, here are the games that you want to watch and who you want to root for, okay? Um, starting things off, the 1 o'clock slate, we want the Panthers to beat the Saints. They're down in New Orleans. That's going to be on Fox. Um, another 1 o'clock game, the Rams at the Ravens. Obviously, we want the Ravens to win that game. That's a 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Hopefully, there'll be some cold weather there, too. That's an outdoor stadium. Baltimore, that'd be a fun one to watch. Uh, the Buccaneers go to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Like we said, the Falcons are in uh, sole possession of the NFC South as it sits right now. We want them to win that division, so we're pulling for them. And plus, the Buccaneers are just like a game behind us, right? We play them later on in the season, too. It'd be nice to jump up a couple games on them as well. Um, in the 4 o'clock window, Seahawks at the 49ers. Believe it or not, I'm wanting the 49ers to win that game because the Seahawks record, you know, obviously they're sitting right there on the cusp. It's hard for me to root for the 49ers, but there's there's no reason not to root for them in that game, that 4 o'clock window. That would help the Packers. And then we got the Minnesota Vikings in the 405 slot. Uh, keep in mind, these are Eastern because I'm down here, so these would be obviously central time for you guys. Uh, the, the afternoon game, I should say. Uh, Vikings travel to the Raiders. We want the Raiders to win that game. And then, of course, Monday Night Football, Packers at the Giants. Right now, it's, it's supposed to be somewhere in the upper 30s and no precipitation. So it should be pretty uh, pretty fair weather there. Um, I, I kind of feel like that's what we want because if there's any kind of moisture, Tim, um, as we've seen players slipping on Lambeau all the time, if it's a stadium you're not used to playing in, that can, that can be uh, – a little bit detrimental, you know what I'm saying, with the footing sometimes. I even if it's that's hurt. synthetic too, right? That's that's mm -hmm. synthetic surface there. It's a hundred percent. The only yeah. thing, the only thing dumber than turf is turf outside. I just don't, I don't understand <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, and you know, another thing, like I said too, is you know, this our young team's going to have uh, the ability to basically see how the league is going to shape up before they have their matchup on Monday night, and I just really hope that uh, these guys are, uh, you know 
keeping their focus where it needs to be, which is on beating the New York football giants on Monday night football. So uh, hopefully our, our players aren't too caught up in what we're caught up in right now. Cause this is one uh, aspect. I believe that this is the fans job. This is our job to, to do this circle, the schedule and watch the matchups and keep on top of it because you know, our team, th- those players, man, all they can control is getting that dub on Monday night. So I just, Really hope they don't get too distracted while they're enjoying the uh, the games on Sunday. Yeah. Emilio, mm-hmm. out of all these games we just highlighted other than the Packers, which one interests you the most on the Week 14 slate before we move on to Jordan Love Talk? Any of them um, stick out to you where you're like, yeah, I'd like to watch that one? If I were to pick one, I would probably say the Bucks, just because they uh, I think they would be the most worrisome out of these next bunch. But what also worries me is that we're two and four in away games this year. And we got to go up. We got to go over to MetLife and play them. You're like you said, if it's wet, turf is slippery. You know, played on all life. It it gets it gets slippery when it's wet, and it's different than what they're used to. So you know, it's uh, it's something that they got to they got to just show up and play. And it's going to be under the lights again. Another primetime game. More eyes on them. You know, we're going to have uh, probably the Manning cast. So let's see what Peyton and Eli want to talk about this time. And you know, it'll be a good game. So yeah. It's it's weird too because as I drop this down, I want to hit this. United Bates said I should grab tickets to our game. I'm only one and a half hours south of MetLife State. Yeah, you should definitely go. Yeah, I actually rode by it, and I always hear them talk about the swamps, from Jersey. I rode by this year when I went to Sleepy Hollow, New York, for Halloween. Flew into Jersey. I'm driving up, and I'm like, damn, that is a swamp over there. Look at that stadium <laughs> sitting right in the middle of the water. <laughs> it's it was a it was a cool stadium to go to. I went to the Packers Giants game. Uh, like three, four years ago, when Rodgers and Devontae were playing, we won like thirty-one seventeen. It was it was like fun to go to. It was snowing during the game and everything. The drive home was brutal, but it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Um, so uh, what I was gonna say, Emilio, a doubleheader on Monday night. You got Packers Giants, and simultaneously you got Titans Dolphins. They did announce though that Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman will be calling our game. I don't know how you guys feel about them. I know most Packer fans, I say most, it seems like most the most vocal Packer fans don't like that crew. I personally like it. Um, I like Troy. If you guys have never seen Troy Aikman of Football Life, you got to watch it. It's phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, so I kind of like them. I, I'm, I'm glad they're calling that game. But if it is the Manning cast, you know I'm going to be there. I'm a, I'm a nerd for that stuff for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to some Jordan Love talk real quick here. Uh, Brian Baldinger actually put out a quick breakdown of a play that you're going to see us break down on Chalk Talk as well. Um, I put in my notes during in, in real time in the game, I, I watched Jordan the entire time on this play, and the way he climbed the pocket was just like before he finished his drop, you could tell he knew he was going to Christian, and he had to give Christian time to clear on a dig route, and they were kind of bouncing him outside. They were working him outside, so he had to take the long route around. So – Love drops back before he finishes his drop. He has already went through all his reads and knows Christian's my only shot. And the way he created just enough time, a little hesitation in the pocket, kind of looked a little bit like a young Rodgers. Stepped up, changed the arm angle, whipped it around the defender, and threw the touchdown. Here's Brian Baldinger, 11-year NFL vet, um, one of the best at breaking down film. Uh, this is him talking about that play. It's easy to see the wicked good arm that Jordan Love has. But the arm doesn't mean anything if you don't have great feet. Let's just watch his feet right here as he steps up into the pocket. All right? Now, the outside is in good shape. Good job in the middle right here. Step up. All right? Now, come to a jump stop. Now, reset the feet to make the throw. Up on the toes. 
to make that throw to Christian Watson. The footwork is elite. The arm is wickedly good. The talent is supreme. I love it, dude. Love it. I'm going to play it one more time here with no sound. I want you guys to key in on a little hop step. Watch him almost get tripped up right here. Look at that. Whoops. Do you see it? I'm, I'm, yeah. going to, I'm going to play it back on loop here. Watch him step over right here, Tim. Look at that. Yeah, that's that's uh, Kraft and Dylan there getting all they can handle. Yeah. And and holding, though, keeping keeping his – doing the best they can. But, yeah, look at the awareness. And his eyes are downfield. I'm telling you, man. You know, so that's – he's sensing that that AJ's about to step on his on his foot. That's yeah. amazing, man. Look yeah. at that. Phenomenal, man. Yeah, because you see what happens when people get their ankles stepped on. That wasn't yep. good. Ooh, yeah. So, I mean, luckily that he has that presence. This is what I'm talking about, too. He had a couple routes coming. He had one route coming across. He had two kind of bending underneath. It's kind of a spacing concept. And you had Christian Watson running a dig, not really across the back line. He's underneath the safety, but he had to take the long way around to that dig. Watch Jordan how quick he gets through the reads. He goes, look at the stripe of the hand on the left. No, no. Oh, crap, it's Christian. Right here he's already thinking it's got to go to Christian. I got to create some time. Because it's going to take him, and he's getting rerouted. It's going to take a minute for him to clear out. He knows he can't scramble right. Look at 51 on the right oh. side. So he just goes, all right, let's hop step up. Okay, A.J. Dillon gets his, his lunch eight right here. So let me just kind of step over him real quick. Whoop, okay, got eyes in the back of my head. Reset, and watch this little sidearm flick. Look at 43. How does this ball not get batted down, guys? That's beautiful, bro. Quick right. release, that's how. And he hummed that tater, too, boy. Hummed it. Yep. Shot that peel. You know, we what I'm talk saying? about the off platform throws. Look what he does when he's on when he's on platform, right? So absolutely. absolute dart. I love it. You love to see it, man. You love to see it. Let's run through some of the numbers. We got some updated numbers on uh, on Jordan Love here, real quick. All right. PFF rankings. He is currently 15th at 78.5. Okay, to put that into perspective, he is ahead of uh, let's see. Uh, I'm just going to read a few of them off. Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields. Oh, he's better than Justin Fields. Bears fans told me he wasn't. Um, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, which Joe Burrow banged up this year. Then you got Jordan Love. He's right up there with uh, just just a, what four tenths of a point behind Geno Smith. Then it goes Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy. If I understood correctly, is your MVP front runner right now? Is what I heard someone say. I don't know if that's Vegas odds or what. Blows my mind if he is ahead of Dak, but I, I do think he's he should be either one one A or one B. All right, um, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, and then you get into the top ten, obviously. So Jordan's right around that fifteen range, but jumping up to a seventy eight point five, Tim from where he was early in the year where he, he hovered around 65 pretty much the first quarter of the year, or at least from around game three to, say, five or six. Pretty good stuff, right, man? Oh, absolutely. And can't wait to see this list in a few weeks, right? You know, yeah. another three to four to five games. Let's see. Hopefully he's climbing up, teetering around, you know, top ten into that top ten range or uh, at least close to it. But, um, yeah, man, we're, we're seeing the culmination of the hard work and the focus and the – the bumps and bruises and the struggles that come with an NFL season, whether you're a first year starter or not, you know, I mean, look at, we, we can talk about uh, Pat Mahomes and there are other quarterbacks that uh, are struggling too um, off and on during the year. So that aren't first year starters. So to see what, what Jordan's been able to do. And, you know, we talk about the footwork, we talk about him seeing the game better. I really do. I feel like the game's slowing down a little bit. I, I said that a couple of days ago and I'll, and I'll say it again. I think, like you said, that was a great one on Baldy's breakdown there. You know, look at how quickly he's getting through these progressions. And it's almost, be, you can do that when you're, 
able to diagnose quick, right? You go to read one, and if it's taking you less time to figure out that, hey, that's not where to go, you're you're going to move on to your next one quicker naturally. And I think that's what we're seeing is Jordan is trusting what he's seeing. And, uh, you know, the play is still moving as fast as it does, but the game kind of slows down. Like you hit it on the head there, man. He knew he was going to scoot quite early as he was stepping up into that pocket and, and getting ready to deliver that ball. And that's because I really believe he's seeing the game better right now. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, man. It's slowing down for him for sure. Uh, Boz just said in the chat a couple weeks ago he'd be stumbling all over like Bambi, much improved footwork. He just seems more comfortable too, Boz. He really does. Omer in the chat said, Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, and Dontavian Wicks are the first trio of Green Bay pass catchers to each register a 20-plus yard reception since 1951, Tim. Anytime you've done something for the first time in, I don't know, 70 years, probably doing something right, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exciting stuff. Good stat, Omer. We appreciate you peppering, peppering us with those during the show for sure. Looks like we lost Emilio. We'll see if he uh, he gets back in here or not. We'll be on the on the lookout for him. Uh, Jeff in the chat said it looks like Jordan, uh, old Jordan from college, except more more refined. This is going to be fun to watch. He's what you know. There's nothing nothing more interesting or more exciting to watch than a pro athlete who's got confidence. And right now, he's definitely got confidence, man. Uh, Jam in the chat says, and he's reading the defense and throwing to the, quote, open man, not forcing the ball to any one receiver, loving that he is spreading the ball all over the yard. That's been the biggest difference too, Jam, is the fact that he's, you know, before he was kind of forcing that ball to Christian. Now he's just letting everything kind of come open, man. Um, very good observation. I completely agree with that, dude. Um, let's see. Next stat I wanted to look at real quick here, Tim. Um, a number of them, actually. Uh, let's rattle through them real quick. Touchdown passes, okay, in the in the uh, entire National Football League. Let's see if we can get Emilio in here too. Um, so Jordan is currently sitting sixth in the league in touchdown passes at 22. So he is 22 and 10. Tim, you remember early in the year I said I would love to see 25, 25 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. I would say, okay, that's a pretty good year for Jordan. Get his feet under. Dude, we're sitting at 20 and 10, or 22 and 10 right now. If he continues to protect the football, I think he, I think he's probably going to get to 30 before he hits 15 interceptions, man. I mean, there's a good chance of it. Absolutely. I mean, and these are regular season numbers, correct? So, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we got five games left, right? Yep. I mean, realistically, <laughs> you know, hopefully he ends with the amount of picks he's got right now and he doesn't throw anymore, right? That was freaking phenomenal. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, hey, things happen, though, right? Tip, you, you talk about tip balls, you know, those, those, there are a lot of times, a you know, a quarterback gets credit for an interception when it's not necessarily on him. Um, so, it, you know, you can't always pin them all on the QB. Um, but yeah, I think that you're, he's on pace Clayton for sure. 25 and 15, or, you know, hopefully he's less than 15 picks for sure. Um, and uh, it's already, you know, you can already start to kind of look at some numbers and look at, uh, you know, just the improvement, you know, the heck with just comparing them to Aaron Rodgers last year. That's kind of the popular thing to do right now is compare them yeah. to, to Aaron Rodgers with a busted up thumb, you know, what his numbers were like, I, which I don't really, I guess it comes with the territory, but um, I'm more interested in comparing Jordan Love to Jordan Love. You know, let's just look at, you know, yeah. what he's done these last couple of years as he's slowly but surely gotten some reps and gotten to the point where he's at now where he is the dude. Um, I, I'm telling you, the sky's the limit. So uh, I fully expect him to continue to impress and uh, be here for a while while he does it. Definitely. I agree, man. 
Um, we'll, let's look at the interceptions here real quick as well, and then we'll get into the completion percentage, all that good stuff. For those of you watching right now, we appreciate you hanging out with us. If you would, hit that like button for us. Uh, that way other Packer fans can find this content and this channel. We really appreciate you. Like I said, uh, just chilling with us here on this Tuesday evening, talking little Packers. Um, so most interceptions. This is obviously one of the down the downsides to Jordan's game this year. It's wild, though, that he hasn't thrown any interceptions here recently. So if this is the new norm, right, then we're on track. But we have to mention, if you see it, you got to say it. Jordan Love currently sits sixth in the league with the most interceptions, okay? So he's got 10 interceptions. He's actually tied for fourth most, all right? So Sam Howell has 14. Josh Allen has 13. Mac Jones has 12. And then there's a slew of quarterbacks with 10, including uh, Tua Tungabailoa, Patrick Mahomes, then Jordan Love. You got Jalen Hurts. You got Josh Dobbs. You know, what? four of those, you're in really good company there, right? Uh, just being real about it. Now, look at the touchdown passes too, right? He's only got two less than Tua, okay? He's at the same amount of touchdown passes and interceptions as Patrick Mahomes. He's got, what, three more touchdown passes than Jalen Hurts. Now, you got to take into consideration Jalen Hurts runs the ball. He's a threat on the ground as well, right? But, uh, you know, I, I don't feel as bad about the interceptions because he's really starting to protect the ball now. And the NFL, you know, it stands for not for long when you throw interceptions. And and what he's doing here recently is uh, is pretty impressive. There's no doubt. Let's talk about completion percentage. Still fairly low on completion percentage. Emilio's trying like heck to get back in there. I'm going to try it one more time here, Emilio. Can you hear us, buddy? Emilio! Hey, let me try it one time here, Tim. Let me help you out with that real quick. I think I got it here. Let's do one call to him. If he don't hear it, then we'll move on. Emilio, buddy, we're hollering at you Emilio! here. Uh, no dice. I hope the, the, best, the best part of that clip is the laugh at the end. Oh, bro, it is. We need to just clip that. Right? We need. Um, all right, so completion percentage. Uh, let's see here. Jordan Love is currently sitting 34th, okay? And you notice the attempts here. I think I set the minimum for this stat at 60, okay, because I wanted a good – a good broad, you know, kind of kind of look at it here. Um, Tim Boyle, 62.3%, obviously only 77 attempts. Uh, Jordan Love has 408. Uh, so sitting 34th right now with a minimum of 60 attempts, um, and he's got a completion percentage of 61.3, not ideal, right? You want to get that closer to 65. I think Brett Favre's career completion percentage was a little over 60%, if I remember right. You said you um, wanted it closer to what? Well, you know, I mean, typically, <laughs> ideally, you want to play at that Hall of Fame level. And Aaron Rodgers, one of the most accurate throwers of the football in the history of the game, his all-time or career completion percentage, as I pointed out many times on this podcast, is somewhere around the exact number of sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent—that's correct. So. The closer he gets to 65%, obviously, that's what we're looking for. Um, but this is a big improvement. There was a time when he was like 58%. Remember, Tim? So he's constantly improving that. Now, to get more specific, more specific with the numbers here, there's our boy. I see the camera back on now. Look, I got a motion. What are you doing over? Emilio, are you still in the neighbor's Wi-Fi, bro? Talk to me. Squirrels. I bet money the squirrels ate the, ate the extension cord because it, it's not even working. I had to go on my phone. I'm on just like LTE now. My man, dude, look at him over there using up that that mobile data on us, bro. I think they're <laughs> throttling you, man. I think they're throttling you. They said that that uh that quarter Mexican quarter Italian over there, man. He's still in the neighbor's internet. Let's go. Get out of there while you can, my man. Get out of there while you can. Pull and go. 
people are going, these guys are racist just towards each other. You're fine. Calm down. <laughs> um, catchable percentage. All right. Uh, this now what's catchable catchable is exactly what it sounds like hark right it means the ball was catchable so it's a little more lenient uh, version of on target percentage which we'll talk about here in a second so catchable percentage for Jordan Love is currently 83.8 percent now immediately people go whoa that's good compared across the league right he's 26 but you see that's quite quite the the you know quite a step above where he was ranked in completion percentage at 34. Right. So now you're going to jump up to, you know, like I said, 83.8%. Now you're 26 in the league on target percentage. This is like essentially a perfect throw. It means you hit the receiver in stride. You, you pretty much couldn't have thrown it any better. He's sitting at 24th on those throws. So what's that tell you? Wildly inconsistent. And then when you compare these stats here recently, it just shows you how bad he played early in the, in the year. Right, Tim. So, what I'm trying to get at is the numbers are starting to are starting to fall in line really, really nicely now. Right? You can tell he's improving on the accuracy, just like Carly said, just like Michael Lombardi was talking about. Look, we got two Emilios in here, man. This guy's all over the place. I'm trying to figure out the other one. <laughs> they're du- they're duplicating, Tim. What is going on here? There's two of them. Oh no! Get him out! I'm gonna kick him from the. I'm gonna ban him from the studio. You ready for this? Bang! Get out of here, dude! Get out of the fake Emilio. We know what's going on here. Um, so you're seeing that increase. You're seeing that improvement over the last few games, Tim. And that's look, he's gone again. I can't take this. How do we go from two to one to zero? <laughs> uh, it's, it's I don't know. It's the current state of the. Uh, it's it's the it's the economy right now, Tim. The economy's down, right? Um, yeah. It is what it is. My man over – I think he's still in the neighbor's Wi-Fi, man. This ain't my first rodeo, bro. Um, so, Tim, what do you think about that, man, as far as uh, – uh, it's wild, isn't it? Like completion percentage, 34th. Um, you know, uh, uh, what we say catchable percentage was somewhere around – gosh, what was it? 26th. And then on target, he's 24th. So you can kind of see, in my opinion, I think he's trending in the right direction. And the fact that he's got, you know, a higher ranking on on-target balls just show he's been inconsistent. When he's missed, he's missed bad, basically, is what I'm saying. And you're starting to see him hone that in now with those Christian Watson touchdowns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And he trending in the right direction. I, I mean, I feel the exact same way as I did about that other set of numbers we looked at. You know, clearly he's uh, on the rise. And, you know, as we close out this season, I, I expect him to creep up a little bit, you know, in, in these percentages and on these lists. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt about it. Um, so some people, you know, they, they like to mention what he's been pressured a lot, this and that. You guys remember early on I was pointing out that he was the third least pressured quarterback in the league, right, for, for an extended amount of time. Right now, currently, I'm trying to think of how many attempts I had this set at. Um, yeah, I think I had it well over 100, obviously, in attempts. And uh, he's currently sitting now at seventh as far as most protected quarterback. So – they are getting a little more pressure on him now than they did before, right? But what's crazy is like some numbers have already shown him under pressure. I think we hit that stat. Was it yesterday, I believe? Um, maybe the day before. I, I definitely don't have the screenshot anymore. But he's actually playing really well under pressure when pressure is applied in the pocket. And it, it Really, Tim, it explains why he was so good against the Chiefs who, who like to blitz a lot, man. Yeah, absolutely. And um... – you know, it's also a testament to the to the way this line has been playing with uh, 
in pass pro. You know, we talk about the run blocking struggles, of course. But um, generally speaking, you know, despite the injuries that we've had and, you know, some new guys in, in positions, um, you know, Jordan's had pretty clean pockets. And uh, it's given him a chance as a first-year starter to really kind of get comfortable with a pass rush, you know, in, instead of, uh, you know, having an iron curtain in front of him all the time or getting rushed all the time. He's kind of kind of eased into it. Sometimes he gets pressure. We're seeing him have to step up and out or, you know, roll right, roll left, these kind of things. Um, and we know uh, Jordan can uh, throw off platform, these kind of things, change the arm angle. So if pressure is going to happen, which it can to even the best offensive lines in football, you know, teams can tee off on you. It ha- it can happen. Um, it's just nice to see that Jordan's really taken this and stride it in his development and, uh, you know, just getting better at it. You know, he's great with a clean pocket and he's great under pressure. That's what you want out of your QB1. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. If you guys would hit that like button for us, we got a herd of people in here right now. Um, hit like, uh, subscribe to the channel. Um, by hitting like, obviously it boosts the algorithm, helps other Packer fans find this channel. We appreciate you doing that. Let's get ready to wrap this bear up. I have an Aaron Rodgers video of, of comments he made about Jordan Love today. Um, I was going to hit on him tonight, but we're already over. Tim, we'll bleed that into Good Morning Lambo tomorrow morning. And like I said, the plan will be to do uh, chalk talk during PTA Live tomorrow night. So, um, we'll explain again tomorrow, but when we do chalk talk tomorrow night, guys, understand the stream is going to go up and down for copyright purposes. It'll come right back. Um, one time, I think they said it went down seven times. And then the last time we did chalk talk to him, it didn't even go down. I think they knew you were in here and they, they knew you were going to start cracking skulls if, if the stream went down. I think that's what it was. <laughs> anyway, um, so with that being said, parting thoughts as Red Mo comments here in the chat and says, what's colder, Lambo in December? Or the ice in that man's veins talking about our boy Jordan Love. Ooh, um, hey, I like that. That's uh I don't even know how to answer that. Yes, the answer is yes. It's cold <laughs> in December and it's ice cold in the veins of Jordan Love for sure. Um, no, parting thoughts, man. Looking forward to uh, you know, good morning, Lambo tomorrow, as always, continuing the conversation. And uh yeah, chalk talk is gonna be gonna be awesome. Always fun to do chalk talk after another win and uh, getting to break down some of these plays. So, uh, and then of course, after that, looking forward to uh, it's giants week. It's we'll, we'll focus our uh, attention over to this new matchup. Um, get familiar with this, uh, this giants team and um, get ready for another victory. So looking forward to being here tomorrow morning for sure. Definitely. Uh, Carly Ray in the chat says, and another promising thing is that these long offensive drives are resulting in more snaps, more plays, and he is steadily improving level of play, not just flashes. Think of the extended drives and the addition to those snaps, Carly. It's even more experience for him too, right? And that's a great thing. There's nothing worse than an offense not getting, you know, you know, getting just maybe two-thirds of the snaps that they would in a, in a quote-unquote good offensive game, right, a good offensive outing. And not only are you putting your defense in a bad spot and you're most likely losing the game because you're losing time of possession, but also you're missing out on key snaps that we need to evaluate him. And now we're to the point where I think we're all feeling a little more comfortable saying he is the quarterback of the future, and that's that's going to go into the experience column rather than, you know, uh, let's let's get a look at him column, if that makes sense. Um, so that's exciting stuff too. And Derek K in the chat said, we've been stopping elite pass rushers. We absolutely have. You got to take your hat off to this offensive line. They've been doing really, really well in pass blocking. They held up so well. Um, didn't hear Chris Jones much at all, did you, Tim? I think he might have got one sack, if I remember. 
Um, but uh, for the most part, I, maybe he didn't get a sack. I remember one time he at least hit Jordan, but he didn't wreck the game, man. Didn't wreck the game, and that's what we're looking for, dude. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, that's what you're – you know, nothing worse than trying to evaluate a young quarterback or get him, uh, you know, uh, very, very important – uh, experience and him just getting absolutely beat to death back there. You've seen that with uh, David Carr back in the day. Tim Couch, one of my favorite quarterbacks, you know, coming out of Kentucky, goes to Cleveland, just got absolutely assaulted every single play and just never could kind of live up to the potential because they really never got a good look at him. They did that to a record number of quarterbacks over there in Cleveland, that's for sure. But yeah, all right, we're going to get out of here, guys. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Can't thank you enough for, uh, like I said, man, just dropping in and, and being involved in the chat. It's so much fun talking ball with you guys and gals on a daily basis. We'll be back in the morning for Good Morning Lambo. Like I said, we'll play that clip uh, from the McAfee show where Aaron kind of talks about Jordan. We'll also talk about Matt LaFleur's winning percentage and where he ranks all time. That was one of the big talking points going into this year. How's he going to do without Aaron? Started off rocky, right? And now it looks like it's on the upswing. If they continue at the pace they are, you're going to be pleasantly surprised to see where he falls in the rankings. He's uh, he's right up there with some of the elite coaches. And before they kept saying, well, it's only 30 games. Well, it's only 40 games. Now we're well beyond 50 games. So sooner or later, you got to start putting some spec on that name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that being said, we're out of here. Really, really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. Um, definitely want to one more time. I apologize for the sound of the pages, but I want to make sure that we're reaching out one more time here to uh, XA Drew. You won the autographed Dorsey Levens jersey. If we don't hear from you, CL Freeman is in second. Um, they would go to him if XA Drew doesn't come forward. And if CL Freeman doesn't come forward, obviously Jeff Zilke or Zauk. Um, I need to ask him how to pronounce his name. He's in here again tonight. I apologize, man. Um, like I said, if we don't hear from them by Friday, we'll just go ahead and mail that jersey to you, Jeff. So, uh, Again, XA Drew and CL Freeman, we're waiting to hear from you guys uh, in case you did want that jersey. So uh, with that being said, we're out of here. Like I said, thank you all for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Try to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the